0: السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسلي لي أمري وأحلل اقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana inna ka anta l'aleem ul hakeem. Allahumma allimna ma'yanfa'una. Allahumma anfa'ana bima'allamtana wa zidna ilma. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah that today we continue with Surah Al-Ahzab, chapter number 33, and verses 7 to 13. In our previous lesson yesterday, we started with a new Surah and chapter, Surah ahzab And remember, we told you that Ahzab is the plural of Hizb, which means a party. Now these are parties, coalition. And it was in the fifth year of the Hijrah that they came, the enemies, and the Mushrikeen, idol worshippers from Makkah, they in Medina, the Jews, and the Munafiqeen, hypocrites, all joined this coalition, and the aim was to decimate, destroy the Muslims, Allah forbid. Almighty Allah humiliated them, as you will see in today's lesson. But before that, let us recap and summarize yesterday's lesson. Almighty Allah abolished three pagan customs. When a person was a genius and very intelligent, they would say that that person has two hearts in his body. So Almighty Allah states, (laughs) Allah did not put two hearts in a person, one heart per person. So that is demolished and abolished. Likewise, they would tell their wives that you like my mother to me, meaning that your back, your body is like that. So obviously we can't touch our mother with lust and passion. So he meant he can't touch his wife like that. So in the days of Jahiliyyah, the pre-Islamic days, the days of ignorance, this was a divorce and they would just stay like that, abandoned, deserted. So Islam said, no, your nikah is valid, but you have to pay kafara, set a Muslim slave free, or you fast for two consecutive months, or feed 60 poor Muslims. That will be the atonement, the penalty, kafara. So that is what we need to understand, and that is compulsory. And Islam demolished and abolished that. Likewise, like the Western system nowadays, democratic dispensation, when they adopt a child, then the child becomes like the real child. Islam says it's haram then. You must call the adopted child by his or her biological parent's name, not your name. It's haram to do that. And if you don't know who the biological father is, say, you are my brother, sister in religion, and they are your friends. So Still, you can't attribute it to yourself. So we must be clear on that issue. And then as far as inheriting goes, he doesn't inherit anything. But remember what will happen is that the person can make wasiya for them. You can bequeath for them. So that is fine. So that's the second issue. Third issue is parda hijab. So when the adopted child is bali, about to become bali and mature, parda hijab will be compulsory so you the mother the adopted mother take tablets medication and in that way you can breastfeed that baby and provided the baby is less than two lunar years old then once you breastfeed him you become the foster mother so and your your husband will become the foster father so then all those laws will fall away so those are the basic rules Almighty Allah informed us who is Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wa sallam an bil The Master, alayhi sallallahu sallam, has more authority on the believers than we have over ourselves. Were aswajju ummahatum and his honourable wives remembered they were mothers. Therefore, we say ummal mu'minin, Sayyida Khadija, Sayyida Aisha, Sayyida Hafsa, We say ummal mu'minin out of respect, and nobody can marry them even after the demise of Nabiul Islam. Today's lesson, chapter 33, Surah hazar, verses 7 to 13, inshallah. All Allah is reminding us, wa idh Whenever you have a verb in the past tense and it preceded by idh, it, it means was. could remember. And remember when we took all Allah is one and alone, but he mentions the plural, the royal pronoun. To stamp his authority, majesty, sovereignty, and it is a symbol of respect and reverence. Minanabiyyin from all the prophets, miithaqahu. So, what was the prophet, the covenant, the pledge Allah t'ala took from them? All met Allah speaks of that. Waithakhad Allahumithaqanabiyyin. All met Allah took a pledge from them that when you meet or see Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. La tu'minna that you will help Mustafa sallallahu alayhi. You will first bring Iman in the master sallallahu alayhi sallam. Whether you see him or you don't see him, but you must bring Iman and faith in him. And you meet him, then you must tell him you'll help him and assist him. So you see this is mentioned in Surah Al Imran, chapter number three, verse number eighty-one. And they all agreed and therefore all Almighty Allah let them meet. The Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam there at Majlil Al-Aqsa during the nocturnal miraculous journey of Isra and Miraj. So that's one. Then you take Nabi Isa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will come but remember you'll be an ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But he will still have greater rank than all of us, obviously. So, in a case like that, he will be helping the message and the messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, all that is mentioned, chapter three, verse eighty-one. Yeah, all my last were minka, and we took a pledge from you, ya Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You must propagate the message to everybody. Ya, you are Rasul. Ya, you are Rasul. So, you're the international messenger for all times, all places, all circumstances. So, me minka, from you, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Wasallam, one, wa minnu and Nabi nuh alaihi sallam. Nuh means to pacify and console people. Wa Ibrahim, Ibrahim Mit Abu rahim compassionate father three Wa Musa Enabi Musa Alwalla Diajrifit Tabut the child moving in the in the box, remember that so on the water. So that is Musa Moses. Wa E subni Maryam and Nabi Isa salam Jesus. Remember a leader, leader, fair complexion and Maryam Bida, the worshipper of all might Allah. So five prophets, hundred and twenty-four thousand prophets and messengers sent. Five of them are ulul Azmi min ar the most important. They had the most difficult task, but they passed with it with flying colours. Every one here is mentioned nabi nu alayhi salam nabi ibrahim salam nabi musa alaihi salam nabi isa alaihi salam and waminka and you yeah, you and nabi mentioned in the starting so it shows that these are the five ulul azmi That they have the resolve, the determination. And in that way, the Almighty Allah is explaining to us all this here. We have to fulfill the pledge we took with Almighty Allah. Am I not your sustainer and nourisher and provider? We said, why not you are? And we took from them the followers and people a solemn pledge from every child to be born. Remember that you must worship allmighty Allah Wala alone. He is the razaq He is the best of sustainer, nourisher, provider. Li as ala saadiqinas with him, and he, allmighty Allah, will question the saadiqin, the truthful ones, about their truthfulness. وَعَدَّ لِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابٍ alima, And Allah has prepared for the non-Muslims who are sane and mature A painful, terrible, horrible punishment So remember لِيَسَلَ sadiqeen And Sidqim refers to the believers Now we come to the battle of Khandaq, the trench so remember Salman Farsi suggested that Habib salallah Sahaba, all of them participated themselves in the digging of the trench, and we must also remember this battle took place in the 50th of the hijrah as far as the battles were going on. remember they the non-muslims they were so many compared to the muslims so remember they were ten thousand fifteen thousand different amounts of mention and muslims were only one thousand five hundred or so so very very few in comparison to the non-muslims so all, almighty Allah describes the scene So this happened in the fifth year of the Hijrah. According to majority scholars, Imam Bukhari say fourth year, but majority say it was fifth year. And remember that this is how all Allah saved the day for the Muslims. O oh, you who believe, 89 times. Thus Allah is addressing who? The Sahaba, who participated in the battle of Khandaq, the trench, who participated in the battle against the Ahzab, against the coalition, the Kuffar, the Mushrikeen, and the Jews. And remember the bicycle so Almighty Allah is teaching us here yeah, that these people here, yeah, the enemies, they came in all forms. So when I use the word bicycle or tanks or whatever, that is modern warfare. You know, today they use everything. So that those days, the enemies shoot whatever they could get. So obviously there was no bicycle like nowadays. So it means whatever transport they could get, they would use that. So, ya ayyu al-ladheena So, remember the bounties which Almighty Allah jalla wa ala favored you with. That Allah ta'ala defended you against his enemies and whatever they could muster and so forth. They had everything in their favors. Al-adad wal-udad. We say in Arabic. Al-adad the number. So they were ten, fifteen thousand or more, different kitabs, right, different amount. Muslims one thousand, one thousand five hundred, ill equipped and so forth. Is Ja Junudun. And these enemies came, Junud, you see, they are plural. Jundun the army, Junudun the armies of this Kufar, Mushrikin, Polytheists, Yahud and the have never came. Now Muslims were on one side, what are we going to do? So let us dig a trench, Ya Rasulallah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 74 we went for the first time, that time we saw the trench with the help and mercy of Allah. Nowadays even that masajid, all are demolished there beside two, three. And majority of them, and they built one big masjid there. Hence we send a wind and a hurricane against them. It uprooted their tents and marquees, uprooted their pots and pans and everything, their vessels and containers and whatever you. you. It, it uprooted and turned upside down their food. So all this happened with the mercy of Allah, but you knew the and we sent against them an army. They could not see it. You did not see it. Some of you, some saw it, meaning Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam knew about it. So these are the junood, you know, the army of the angels. When we speak of Mujahideen in Afghanistan, when we speak of the Taliban in Afghanistan, and you interview the Russian soldiers, they would tell you we should see white, white people. And we don't know from where they came. Al fadlu Ma adau Virtue is that that even your enemies have to bear testimony to it. Allah Taala sends the angels whenever he wants to. If we become true Muslims, Allah will help us even now against our enemy in Palestine, in India, in Kashmir, and so many other places, Syria, Libya, and in Afghanistan, in Rohingya, Muslims, Burma, and so forth. Almighty Allah is all observing of what you are doing, your actions so is jawukum min fawqikum so when they came they looked at the landscape so they said you one group you stand here eastern side, you one on the western side, you won on this side so they had all the strategic positions already in place, the kuffar from Makkah, the idol worshippers the Yahud and the Jews from Medina Munawwara, I told you this was the Banu Qainuqa and the Banu Qureyza and remember that Banu Nadir were expelled already, so we must remember that and thereafter the hypocrites and munafikin, so Almighty Allah is describing the scene. It's when they came to you from above you, so they had the upper side, so from above you. come from beneath you, so the east was theirs, the west was theirs all. Why is you Muslims and your eyes became dull, that meaning that fear was increasing. So absurd, the eyes, the vision became dull. And remember, the hearts had reached the throat. You know when you are speeding 200, 250 and the police comes out, it's like your heart reaches your throat. So extreme fear. So yeah, the Muslims were under extreme fear and so forth. And you were thinking of Almighty Allah negatively. Remember, this is not for the true Muslims. This is, this, this portion here, this is for the hypocrites. As you will see in front when it comes, I can read it for you now also and you will understand when the true believers they saw the enemy the coalition what did they say this is what all and his prophet promised to us so they did not make any statements like that it is this hypocrites what did they say as you will see now they said, Ma wa Allah wa rasulhu illa ghurura Allah forbid, Allah forbid, they said that Allah and his Rasul. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam promised us, but it is deception, Allah forbid. Therefore they are Munafikin and hypocrites. No iman in their hearts, they devoid of that. But outwardly they have Muslim names, they will read the kalima and so forth. So you must remember the last portion, what was that was that what was said by the hypocrites there in Medina. That is the time Allah Ta'ala put the true Muslims through difficult times, difficult trials and tribulations. so what did Allah say that all might Allah put them to the front Trials and tribulations was Shadida and Almighty Allah Wala, So shook them and such a shaking that was very severe, like they thought that now we are finished, that these enemies will finish out. But remember the trench came in handy and the wind and the rain came in handy and the malaika came down. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, The hadith in Bukhari Sharif, We will wage an offensive war against them and they won't be able to fight against us. Meaning, so from now on we will attack the enemy and it will not be only a defensive war. So what are we going to say today? So all these they are authentic ahadiths. So Almighty Allah is teaching us here. Now there was a group of hypocrites. They come there just to show their face. You know how today people go for janazah. It's not to take Ibrah and a lesson that tomorrow I will die and so forth. It's just to show their face and they laughing, joking, busy with their cell phone right inside the graveyard, right while the janazah is taking place. Some brothers, Allah, give them guidance. They don't participate. Remember in the janazah at all, but they're there for the janazah. So that also is incorrect. We must try and we there for the ghusl and for the coffin, the shrouding, and the dafan. So not only one thing. So we need to be there to show our solidarity and our feeling as well. So see what they would say, the hypocrites. And those people who are the 100% hypocrites, وَالَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ Marad and those people in whose hearts there was a disease, the disease was starting now of hypocrisy and nifaq they said, Allah forbid, Allah forbid مَا وَعَدَنَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ إِلَّا غُرُورًا whatever all met Allah and His Messenger sallallahu taught us is nothing but deception to make statement like that puts a person right under the fall of Islam. So the person's name can be Abdullah, Ahmed, Muhammad, whatever. Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul. So he was the biggest munafiq hypocrite. So all this, yeah, remember he wanted to change. So all my Allah is teaching us, you see, you must know of Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul. When Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, came to Medina Munawwara, his coronation was about to take place. He was supposed to be made the king, the ruler. I'm just using today's terms. So the ruler of Medina, and when the Master sallallahu alaihi wa sallam came, all that disappeared and evaporated. So he held that grudge and he said, I must take revenge. Therefore, he became worst enemy of the Master sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. So sometimes we don't tell you these type of things because, so you know, sometimes when we tell the student something, then they go and must construe it. Or they tell the ummah and the ummah must construe it. So we must be very careful how we explain this. So they would say that this is just deception. But Mustafa sallallahu sallam did not wage a physical war against them why hadith in bukhari sharif against the hypocrites inna the people will say inna muhammadan yaqtulu ashaba that mustafa sallallahu is killing his own brethren so therefore there was no physical war against the kufar and the non muslims so ma illa wa and suddenly one group of them of these hypocrites they said Ya Ahala Yathrib, O oh, you the people of Yathrib, Yathrib ismun qadimun lil Madina, the city of Yathrib. Remember in this day, this age, they had to use the term Yathrib. Why? Because you must remember this was something that Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa said and changed the name to Medina if you call Madina Munawwara Yasrib then you must make istighfar beg all Allah for forgiveness so it is abrogated no more that name there is no place for you to stay here first you go leave the battlefield they left the battlefield in Uhud they left the battlefield now in the Khandak these are the hypocrites so remember that and what first go back go back So one group of them came, the hypocrites. So one group of them, they wanted food. So remember when Nabiya. So they say we want food because of hunger, we want this, we want that, now we're not getting that, and our wives, our children are very hungry day in Medina because they came to the outskirts of Medina. So all the excuses they could think of. They made all the excuses. So this group came, seeking permission from Mustafa وسلم, يقولون, and they said, Inna aura, that our houses are aura, not defended, not, you know, nobody there. So the enemies can go attack our women, our children. But you are the enemies. You have joined hands with the enemies. So therefore Al Matalla said that these people yeah they are saying this in Nabuutana Aura that their houses don't have any defence. So Allah says that there is no Oh, yes, there's no defence. But remember, that is an excuse you are looking for. That is not the truth. What you are speaking, that illa firara. Their motive intention is only to take flight and run away from the battlefield. So that is what, and that is considered a major, major sin. We, the Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jamaa, believe in minus and. Kabir our major son, and we believe in Akbarul kaba'ir the biggest of sons, and one of them is At-Tawalli zahf they are to take flight and run away from the battlefield, so this is what they did, and therefore they are among the Jahannamiyin, so Almighty Allah Jalla will send them to Jahannam, with, you must remember this is the adal and justice system of Almighty Allah. When Allah Ta'ala sends people to Jannah, it is rahmatan wa fadlam min Allah. So, I yuriduna illa fira'ra. Their intention and ulterior motive, sinister motive, is what? That they are the people. So, I yuriduna illa fira'ra. That they want to take flight, these hypocrites and the true believers. They are the ones who accept everything from Almighty Allah ولا, to Mustafa, Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.